the energy of a song you need somebody to kind of come in and sculpt and kind of you know steal out the energy of it should build here and there Hello everybody and welcome back to yet another Whopper episode of Beyond the Barrier, the podcast that takes you closer to the music than ever before. I'm your host Kevin Hennessy and today I'm joined by one of the rising stars of the electro pop scene. Fresh off the back of his debut EP Never Enough, we're excited to learn more about the man behind the music that has the ability to blend the nostalgia with the new. Friends of Beyond the Barrier, it's Gavin McDermott aka The Shout Gavin, how the hell are you? I'm great, Kevin. How are you doing? Yeah, I am very good, man. I'm very good. I see you've got your dog there, so my day has already improved. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, just licking me in the face. That's her, her little hello thing. If you were here in the room now, and like usually actually she loves men, and if you bring new men into the house, um, she'll go up and climb all over them. She's much more affectionate with them than she would be with me generally. But uh, yeah, she was just doing her standards. Class. Them. I'll pack everything up and I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how's your week been? Everything, everything going good? Busy, busy? Yeah, busy. Like uh, kind of an unusual week uh, uh, in terms of life and then just career. I guess I uh, I finished up my job on Wednesday. Um, I was working there. I, I worked in Trinity College on and off, like in uh, administration, like for seven years. Uh, yeah. So I just finished up there again just to try and uh, focus on music a little bit more for a while. And um, also, I I learned um, on the weekend. I got a terrible message my uh my guitar teacher and a sort of a lifelong friend uh, michael shared and he, pa- he passed away really suddenly so it was kind of like yeah it's been a bit of a hurricane week but uh um, oh, man that's sounds like it already yeah well, like when these things happen and then uh, it's it's terrible but then uh like kind of making the decision just to kind of follow the the art life for a bit i think yes. kind of what he would that's what he did he was a painter was oh a great brilliant guy. Yeah, no, he was kind of the first bohemian artist type I ever met in my life. Yeah. A very, like, sort of ordinary, quote-unquote, upbringing, I suppose. So he was the first guy I met that was ever going to challenge in the, the norm and, like, what they teach you in school and all that kind of thing, you know. Um, so it's kind of, it was weird. I was, was going to meet up with him, like, next week or the week after, but it kind of oh, also Jesus. feels really weird. I, yeah. I won't go on and on about it, but it's, it's you know, sure, look, we've all been through things like this in life, but uh, uh, trying to frame it in a positive way is what you can do i guess yeah 100 percent. and was he kind of the, the what he teach you music or is that kind of where music came from yeah so, well I, I think when i started first became interested in playing music when i was about nine i started i got a few piano lessons like and I'm, like when you learn the piano most of the time it's very regimented and you're like doing grades and that sort of thing and yeah a lot of room for um well at least the path i took there wasn't a lot of the kind of you know the the expressive bit of it you know like which is where like you know maybe a lot of people start playing the guitar because it's pretty easy to learn three chords and once yeah. you know three chords you can do a lot so uh i did that and then i ended up uh i grew up in gory and wexford and oh, very nice yeah yeah through a friend of a, my mom's or something or somebody knew somebody that knew michael and he was a teacher and he taught the bear on and uh he was a painter and i think he also worked in like a glambia factory like during the day but oh he, yeah yeah painter um and he played guitar played the baron was a really good singer as well and uh, so i went to him for like a couple of years and uh he never really he wouldn't teach a full song some uh, it would be like 
a bit of something to illustrate a point. He wasn't like um, you know, a, a blower or like a, sh- a session player type. He was more yeah. like a painter that played the guitar. And like sometimes the lessons would be like, I remember him bringing me in one time, and he had loads of vinyls because he sold records as well at like a lot of the flea markets. Brilliant. And um, I remember him playing the. So he says, come here and listen to this. And it was the guitar solo from The Sun Goes Down by Tin Lizzy. Ah, and class. I remember hearing it on vinyl. He had this lovely setup in the front room. There was records everywhere. And he'd always have incense or something going. And uh, I remember I had it on CD. I had that Tin Lizzy compilation everybody had about 20 years ago. Uh, the black one. And I went home and played it. And it just, it never, it didn't hit the same way as it did in that moment, you know, with the vinyl. Yeah. And there. So anyway, my memories of him, I was thinking a lot about him over the last six months just because I'd been releasing and he was sharing the stuff on Facebook and I, like, I'd see him every couple of years kind of thing, but we'd stay in touch. And then I, I got that. And so it's crazy, but sure, that's life. But look, beautiful memories. And, you know, he's kind of left his, his energy to, to me and other people around him as well, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of gave me the, the start in many ways, you know. That's good. Well, look, I mean, this this can be in his memory sound. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Absolutely. So you, you obviously touched on it there. It's been it's been a busy busy little while with releases. Uh, we had the big one recently, the your your EP. EP, yeah. Congratulations. First of all, I must say, like it's very unlike anything I've ever heard from an Irish act. Really? Well, as I said at the at the start there as well, it kind of it blends the nostalgia and the new. Like it's 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 great to listen to. Like I've had it on in the car the last few days, and it sounds very good, very loud as well. We'll put it that way. Um, that's cool, yeah. Because actually, that's funny you say that because I don't think I've played it really loud yet. I think most of my experience of listening to it is like you get a mix back, you listen to it on a you know the sound bar or like the studio monitors, like yeah, you know, with a set of HS fives, like you know, they're whatever three hundred. They're not very fancy, you know, they're grand for headphones or the you know off your phone, uh, but not like blaring it, you know, so. That's good, you know. <laughs> it, does, it sounds great, full volume in a, a Volkswagen ID4. That's what I know as well. That's oh, all I know. Anyway. Wheels, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, got a, you know, electric, got a kick, got a yeah, yeah, environment and all that. Um, like, so what were kind of your your themes and your thoughts going into the, because I'm sure like this is maybe a, a combination of a lot of years of music coming together at the start. Is that the case? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I think for probably a lot of people like myself that kind of had like, the, the day job and we're pursuing this in the background and um, you're you know you're the person kind of driving it along it's not like you've some record company giving you a deadline or I'm not really sure how all that world works but I, I'm guessing there's a level of that involved you know so um yeah like out of the four tracks that are on it like some of them probably would have started like up to five years ago yes okay and then like the track Sultan that I uh, think like uh, that Jackie Beverly features on like it is a yeah. co like she I would See, it's like it's both of ours, you know. But yeah, okay. I, I had the chorus and the like chords for for a good few years, and um, I didn't have, I never could write a verse that I really liked, and I said because me and Jackie wanted to write for a while. We've kind of we've been mates for a couple of years, and I said, "Here, what do you think it is?" And she said, "I really like it." So, um, kind of said about finishing that. So that yeah, that was like twenty eighteen, maybe when I started that, and then. Yeah, the rest of them all kind of 2019, 2020. And then, like, most of it was the trying to finesse them and get them uh, ready or finished, I suppose, was a pandemic project, you know. So, yeah, it's a couple of years. The end of my 20s, yeah. Nice, nice. And then, obviously, kind of with 
that thing that happened in the world for a couple of years. Did that, <laughs> we, we won't mention it because we're getting through it now, thank God. But did that maybe give you time to tweak and tone these things or had you planned to release it beforehand? Um, being honest, I got like when I think back to the beginning of the pandemic, I hadn't actually met Ross, the co-producer uh, and mix engineer yet. Um, yeah. I think it was in May 2020 when we touched base. So I'd had, yeah, actually every, except for Fooling Around Again, every other song of the EP had started like before the Pando. Okay. And um, the process of finishing the EP then took, kind of started May, June 2020 when I met Ross and then through 2021, probably finished it sometime in 20, yeah, 2021 probably would have been done. Okay. And then got a grant from the Earth Council to make some videos. And yeah. that, that was another seven, eight months kind of all in. And then the case of like trying to release it then, which is probably the bit, I don't know how many people are talking about it, but like there's such a backlog from other people wanting to release. And we've only so many outlets. And I mean, there's only, there's only, only so much time in the day uh, for people to listen. Um, 100%. Yeah, all in, it took until 2023 to get it all out there. 22, I suppose, because October was the first single. Yes. It took way longer than it should have looked at. I definitely won't be spending that length of time again, but I think one of the big uh, mitigating factors there was like everybody was kind of waiting for the pandemic to end to kind yeah. of like, can we kick on and can we gig and do all this? And I, I really wanted to be able to gig when I was releasing this music. So yeah, we all thought it was going to last two weeks in March 2020. I, I, I know, like, because I, I, I take photographs at concerts as well. Like, so that's oh, kind of... And, uh, like, yeah, I, I remember I, like, The Who was supposed, were supposed to be playing the day after. So I was like, ah, oh, look, I'll miss that. I'll miss maybe three or four more gigs and, like, it'll be grand. And then it was like, ah, oh, yeah. I'll, miss, I'll miss a few more. And then I was like, ah, oh, but look, we'll have festival season. And then it was a very long time. But look, it's all good now. Thank the Lord. Yeah, no, it's it's like a, another renaissance in a way. I know we were kind of having a, a great yeah. time for Irish music before the pandemic. And now it's kind of like, thankfully, it seems to be it's, back bo- on track. it's absolutely booming. And you do see it now, like obviously, because a, a lot of new music comes out on a Friday. And you, but you do see like the, the amount of like phenomenal music that gets released in this yeah. country every week. It, like, it's literally, it's a weekly thing now. You're just like, geez, like there's there's so much talent in such a small country. And look, that's kind of one of the main reasons behind this podcast as well. I want to get all of it out there and get more people to hear it. But obviously, I just, from a selfish point of view, I like speaking to interesting people. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's it's what, it's what I like, what I like to do. So, um, it's definitely the best country to do something like this in, I believe, because it's, it's littered, like littered with talent. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I suppose it's in uh, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm lucky enough to, I moved into town like a year ago. I lived out in Coolock for four years. And then before that, I was out in Malahide. My dad lived out there. And um, like being close to town now, like you can just look, see what's on in Wheelands or whatever and go down and check something out. And um, I, I just, lo- I love that, you know, as a yeah. music fan, like just the proximity to the city to, absolutely to to venues like i know we need a few more venues to kind of really uh to kick on especially like that kind of probably but somewhere between the olympia and the tree arena as well to kind of like definitely uh, yeah that yeah. side but it's um it, it's a really nice time just to kind of be part of it in some small way i suppose as well like i mean 
I know he's starting to get gigging again, like with the launch two weeks ago in the work. Yeah, how, how was that? The Workman Cellar, what, what a great venue to pick as well. That's, I love the I love the sound in there and I love how it feels when you're in there. Oh, like... Did that all come into your kind of thought process in choosing the venue? And It did, to be honest. Like, I, it's, I think 2022, when things had opened up again, I ended up going to see a few things in there. I actually saw Jackie in there, like, possibly twice. Uh, Jackie really? Beverly. Yeah, yeah. On the EP. And then... Um, Oh, who else did I see in there? Lorraine Club. I don't know if you know those guys. Um, no. Check them out. Yeah, they're kind of, I kind of know them. One of my mates, I used to manage them actually, but we were talking. Hopefully, we'll get to do a gig together later in the year. We're saying it, but you know who, who knows how things I know. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Like, um, the place was packed as well, like, because it's small enough that if you get 100 people in there, it feels pretty yes, rocking. Like, it's so. even, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was it was on foot of that. I was like, I'd really like to get there just because it's in the middle of town and like um, it's got a like a nice uh, chill vibe and like you can get if you get a few bodies in the room, it's gonna like feel pretty good. So thankfully, probably had about ninety or hundred there at the launch. And, um, yeah, well, I was I was delighted, but I was kind of like taken aback in a way because there was like. There was a couple of people there I didn't, you know, I was expecting like my gang or whatever to come, but there yeah. was people there I didn't know and like getting to just meet them and they kind of been following the story. Like it really meant a lot to me and kind of gave me a lot of courage to like, right, keep keep going now. No, you know, don't take another break, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a cool venue and they're just, they're sounding the workman's anyway. Like, you know, they, they are. Look, it's, a, it's a corner sound of Dublin. That they say. It is, yeah, especially yeah. The, the music scene, like 100%. It's nice that the kind of, it gave you that feeling because I, it shows that the decision you've made as of this week is the right thing to do. Well, yeah, I mean, it feels right. It's kind of like, um, like I'm, I'm lucky to be able to do it, like, or you know, saving up or whatever. But uh, it's, I've done it before, like that, that kind of thing. And if you, if you can kind of, live, I remember, I don't, I'm a big fan of Underworld and uh, nice. Carl Hyde. He actually, I'd really recommend his book anyway to anyone who's interested in like the creative process or whatever. If anyone's on that Rick Rubin bulls at the moment, yeah, nice. That book's really good too, actually. But uh. Carl Hyde's one, it, it, it's more of a like a memoir with photographs on it. It's a, a little less structured, but uh, he talks about having time to to drift. And like, obviously, that's really hard because most of us have to work and so yeah. on. And just even getting the space outside of that. But just, just allowing yourself to do that and make, you know, stuff that you might never release or to explore that. That's probably what you have to do, um, you know, otherwise maybe it, it can. Sometimes I used to feel when I'd be meeting up to write with people, there's we have to make something that's almost yes. like a transactional thing. And that's probably not a recipe for getting to the core of um, whatever pain is driving your music. <laughs> Look, I, I'm a, an avid listener of the Blind Boy podcast and Blind Boy always says you need the space and the opportunity to fail as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because if you have that pressure of needing to basically everything that you do needs to be a success. So like you said, when you're rocking up to a writing session, you know, you don't need that pressure of knowing when you arrive, if you don't write something good, that it's almost like a waste of time. It was actually a successful failure. Yes. That's what you're kind of allowing yourself now, which is brilliant because that's going to, that's going to push things on and that's going to be really beneficial to you and then us as well. Cause then we can hear the reap, we can reap the benefits of it by listening <laughs> to your music. So it's it's look it's a win win for all of us. Um, obviously you've mentioned the Jackie a few times now. Jackie Beverly, who is on the single Sultan. Yeah. So you you were friends before that was recorded. Uh, how did it feel recording with a friend? 
It, it was great because, like, Jackie, uh, this is funny, like, and I remember saying this to my girlfriend after we did a few sessions, and if Jackie listens to this, she might find it funny, but, like, Jackie's a teacher, so, like, and I'm a yapper. So, like, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, like uh, you know, I love when I'm, I just love talking about music, and uh, when you're in the studio, you end up talking about references or this, you know, yeah. going off in all directions, but, like, eventually the day, like, kicks on, and Jackie'd be like, right, no, come on, focus, you know, attention, uh, let's get it done, and, like, that, that was great because, um, you know, Jack, Jackie had a really good awareness for like, she would say she's not a producer. And I've said, I've said this before, like I think out loud as well, but she, you know, she wouldn't, um, you know, produce directly herself. She would say, but she has the, the ear for like, yeah. I, consult and I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like, you know, a painter making their marks and doing broad strokes, but sometimes the like, like, um, it's her vocal, but it's kind of like like Prefab's Brout would have been a reference. There's like a very airy vocal in a lot of their stuff. I definitely got that that vibe from it 100. I actually I even have their name written down here in my little notes. <laughs> so there you go. Well, yeah, no, because that's the thing that like um, I was even listening to. I got into Arthur Russell recently. Uh, that album World of Echo. It's it's beautiful. Like, it's completely formless. Like just the fellow with a cello and a tape tape delay and like his voice and it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful, but uh. He he talked about I I found on YouTube I love rambling on YouTube and just finding like nuggets of interviews or little bits and because it's all learning and and he he actually referenced that vocal trick or technique that Prefab do where I can't remember there the woman who sings in Prefab spread the female vocalist uh, but they basically just push a lot of air at the top end of the EQ brilliant and just, yeah it's like that that's it just gives it like a a vibe so we we did a bit of that. And I wouldn't have thought to do that if Jackie wasn't there because my that's, voice isn't that's so like that. cool. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's brilliant. My voice isn't like that. Yeah. So But it's great, I, it's great that when you bring someone in like Jackie, that it's it's gonna, you know, it it gives you something that you wouldn't have thought of. Oh yeah. I mean it's that's amazing. I, I think yeah, I every song in the EP is like is a collaboration, not by design. It's just kind of transpired that way. I'd say part of it was like pandemic bit isolating anyway it's especially isolating if you're like i was operating out of just like my bedroom in Kulaka at the time like um so um about like ross fortune um also known as benny smiles uh he makes uh yeah yeah he, he did a uh, some of the soundtrack to that video game hotline miami two or one maybe both. yeah no it's good it's really synthwave stuff like i um I got really into him when he started like messing around with Ableton and stuff back in like 2015. So it was kind of mad full circle. Ended up working with him, but uh, yeah, he, he lives over in London. But he he uh, like and he's he's really good at like he does. He's an engineer as a job. Like so, you know he he knows his onions in that department. But uh, like having him there virtually, like to kind of bounce ideas back and forth, and like basically I'd work on something, send it over to him, and he'd kind of like bring it in a direction, and then I maybe I'd steer it back, and then he. would mix it so it was kind of like it was the relationship i needed at the time as well just to kind of develop and then we even like sat through some of the mixes he kind of showed me what he did on eqs and that i still don't really understand that kind of subtlety of eq but uh, like that really helped i didn't actually meet him in person until last year was it february 22 i went over to london to see him no way had a couple of points had too many points actually i had to go home early but uh (laughs) (laughs) they stayed out in like five or six they went to some like really bougie party but me and Amy, uh, that's my girlfriend. Yeah, we had like a flight in the morning, so we're like failing, you know. Oh yeah, I think you made the right decision. In fairness, yeah, I don't. We actually spent most of that weekend traveling because it was like I don't know if you remember the really bad storm about a year ago, and 
Probably not. There's been loads of those. There's but been anyway. plenty of them, man. Oh, we were stuck on the plane for like two hours before we could even take off. And then we got to London and like none of the trains were running. It was like, God, this is just like the great race, you know? <laughs> I mean, I um, it, it was it was a lot of fun, to be honest. And I mean, I mean, obviously you would say that. I mean, you get to go on tour around Ireland. It's always going to be good crack. Of, yeah. I only did it once before with the... Uh, Book of Brass Band, we supported them in an Irish Class. tour in 2017, you know, and it had a, had a band actually on that one. Yeah. That, that was good crack. Um, don't think, did we play any of the same venues? No, but it, like, so that was like five years since I did that. And like, just getting the hell out of Dublin and going to Cork, going to Galway, um, Limerick actually, Dolan's. Are You're really in Dolan's, crazy. yeah, deadly. Last venue, uh, Liam doing sand in there. Shout out to Liam, he's a legend. We ended up, actually, it was down there for the World Cup final and we were sitting at the bar beside each other having um, I had one point and a uh, bit of grub and we ended up watching all the drama unfold between our team and France and then we figured out oh you're the support act and uh, <laughs> in the same man and uh, we, so we got on great but uh, lo- loved that gig and just having people like after not having played like as the show does since 2019 having like people especially like because I think the lads would have a slightly younger following than me like yeah, and Gen Z very forward. Come up to you. I really like that man. Yeah, following Spotify or like coming up to you during the songs as well. Like, <laughs> like it, it was great. It was so much fun and just like gave me a lot of because I was bloody nervous. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been it had been such a such a time that you you know that you hadn't performed as well. So like, yeah, understandably yeah. so. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely like oh oh shit here we go but. By the end of it, I'm playing the academy. I definitely felt like a bit more like, no, pe- people actually are like, there is a bit of reception to this. Still gonna, you're gonna have to do the yards now to keep going. But it's like, I don't know, there's just something really valuable that if you play a gig and it's in a nice venue and a couple of people come up to you like afterwards and it, it resonates with them, like, I mean, definitely at this stage, you're, you can't really ask for any more than that. And like, that just, that, that means a lot to me, you know. So thanks 100%. To for, for bringing me along once again. Oh, yeah, the new rules, lads, on two weeks ago and they were saying that you know obviously playing your own shows is amazing but winning over some fans when you're the support act is it's it's something special which is which is sounds like what you've done there which is absolutely fantastic and what was the setup like for yourself then at the support gigs yeah and actually to be fair this was something i kind of struggled with for a while because um basically the setup was um i was running ableton i was just running a couple of tracks I had the guitar um, of a Telecaster just and brought the amp because I wanted to have some analog yeah. stuff going on. Uh, and then I had a I had a loan of a Korg Mini Log off my friend uh, Jake Wheatley Curran, who's um, he's a DJ and they produce music as Easy Peelers. So check them out if you like Deep House. They, they make really check nice. out Easy Peelers, lads. Do it. Yeah, do it. Um, so yeah, just had the synth, the guitar, and and then the vocals going. And actually, we had. Um, Mark O'Brien, who worked with me on the kind of the visual side of the EP, like um, kind of getting the creative brief together to work with Roar and do, do the videos, he he made some live visuals, so I was able to sync them up with Ableton, so they were in time with the track, just to give like the audience something else there, because it's one guy on his own. Yeah. I'd always worry about like, is this, do people think this is karaoke or not? Uh, oh God, getting in my head. But like Mark was really good about like saying, man, don't be worrying about that. Get up there and sing the songs, and like turn the guitar up loud, and like people are will vibe with it and. So it was really good for getting out of my own head and not being like too academic or analytical about it, which is like always what I'm at, to be honest. So 
it was a nice setup. It was like I had plenty of control over what I was doing, just sending the stereo track out. I sent the bass out separate, and um, that seemed to be enough. Brilliant. The engineers on the gigs were saying, like, I kind of checked in with them after each one, see, like, how does that sound? Because, like, I'm not a expert mixer, and they're like, it, it was, most of them were like, it was fine. One guy said, like, there's a lot of top end in the mix you can just take, take out. Nobody hears it on a big system. So it was really valuable at that level, kind of show me, yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts, a lot to kind of improve on. But, um, I mean, you don't learn it unless you go out and do the thing. That's exactly it. And, like, it's great insight to be getting from you know, the likes of the engineers. And, like, that's why like, support shows are, are so beneficial. So that's absolutely fantastic. With regards then, obviously, if we just head back to the EP then for a second, like, what... I, and I hate this question because it is almost a little bit cheesy, but like, w- w- where did you draw the inspirations for it? Like mu- music wise, like who would you have listened to that maybe kind of helped shape your sound a little bit? Is there anyone you've pulled little bits from intentionally or subconsciously? I, I would say there's a lot there subconsciously, but if I was to deal with the kind of more conscious choices first, it would be, um, and I've been banging on about this quite a bit, I know, but the Blue Nile. Um, yes. So, especially their first two albums to be honest i've only ever listened to their third and fourth albums they only have four albums um i only listened to the third and fourth ones once but i feel like they're kind of a band that the the more you grow up or the older you get you'll kind of you'll reach the point where those albums begin to resonate with you yeah so i'd say say hats was a pretty big influence um especially the outro for sultan that is like almost a direct nod to the track uh, now that I think of it, uh, Over the Hillside, which is the, the opener on Hats. Um, so yeah, that, that band were really important for me, kind of in the prelude to writing the songs on the EP and then making it. I'd say the arrangements might, like the EP doesn't really sound, it wouldn't have the same level of stillness or like sparseness or sparsity, whatever that word is, uh, as their um, records do. Like, I mean, I'd like to kind of go a bit more that way a bit more bare a bit more vulnerable next but uh blue noise definitely and then like prefab is always going to be there in the background they just like they write really good tidy emotional pop songs they do you know? yeah. yeah like the, 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 you got it you nailed it there like it's, it's true it's entirely totally accurate so yeah no like the paddy mark i think nine i was 19 when i kind of discovered them properly um and they they stuck with me um smashing pumpkins is there as well actually I would say I'm fooling around again. It was like I'd watched the movie mid '90s around the time I watched Fooling Around Again, and that had very like like in the mid '90s. I was only I was still living in Dublin. I was only like four or five, but I feel like the '90s into the early 2000s still had that skateboard thing, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, um, you know, all, all, all that world, you know, new, new metal vaguely. I was probably not a big new metal head. It was who do I love back then? I don't know. We all had a hybrid theory anyway. Everybody had a hybrid theory. Exactly. I yeah. think that was the first album we ever owned. I got it for Christmas one year. But anyway. I think mine was Afro Man. And then, yeah, like, that, 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 that was the same time. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, that's like, Afro Man well, yeah. Yeah, unreal. Uh, and then Weedus, of course. Like, it's all the same. It's yes. all, you know what I mean? It's all. It is, yeah. Great, great time. Great time for music, in fairness. It's like, it's actually yeah, underappreciated cool. when you think I about think so. It. Definitely, fun. yeah. Like, I, I don't know, I'm, so I'm definitely going to be considered a troglodyte or like some sort of famous, <laughs> but like, I feel like 2003, after 2003, music on the radio, it, it sort of changed. There, there wasn't the same diversity of sound. Yeah. Like, 
because I used to my parents were um, split up so my dad my mom used to bring me up to my dad's on the weekend but that meant you'd listen to top 30 hits on well not top 30 hits but whatever the that was on 2FN or Network 2 back in the day but yeah, uh, yeah. you'd be listening to the chart show on a Friday and I just remember like you, you know there was Beyonce there there was Weedus there was um, o- OPM Heaven is a Half Pipe there was oh, um, yeah there was I know <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so good I completely forgot that song even existed yeah, I'm thinking about it the other day. Like there, there was that. There was such a like diversity of like he- heavier music, the offspring, like rock, me, American stuff, and more like this side of the Atlantic, like yeah. the Trills. You two were in the mix yeah. there again with their. Yeah. So it was so like I don't know. Maybe somebody who's ten years old now feels that way about the radio now. I mean, I I don't. It's possible, really, yeah. But um, yeah, like, like that was that was all formative. For me and then when i watched mid 90s all of that came back and then fooling around again was kind of like a nod to that brilliant 40 um you know smashing punk and still probably leaning on the 80s thing a bit yeah but that's all that's all there like i love I, that yeah <laughs> yeah that's absolutely deadly i love that that's class and then <laughs> what's like what's the summer what's next for the shout out how are we looking will we get to see you at all this year yeah i've um a couple of things to announce soon. I'm just kind of waiting. Go on, on give us an exclusive. I won't tell anyone. But um, I actually can't check because I have, you know. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm not in line, you know. But yeah. I, I will. I will. I'll let you know first. Don't worry. But um, I basically, because I finished now, I have like a nice backlog of tunes like from the last two years and I just want to launch into like finishing them basically. So class. A um, couple more singles in the summer and then kind of work towards an EP again later in the year. Yeah, I want to work as fast as I can because um, I have a bit of an energy and a buzz around them at the moment for myself and I suppose the main learning personally I've taken from the experience of doing this EP and the videos was like just letting go and accepting that these things are documents and snapshots they're not things to the idea of perfection just isn't there and to be honest I didn't get over that until like now you know it was really hard to get over that like I'd recorded EPs in the past and never released them because you know stuck in my own head about them but at least now yeah. I'm going to feel you know it's they, they're photographs you know so exactly that's exactly it you know but now look they're very very exquisitely worked photographs but they're photographs yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they take a lot longer to develop than a film or a digital photo but they oh yeah I, I love that like that's actually a really good way of putting it yeah, so look, we look forward to it very much. Me and my ID four, we can't wait. We'll give them, we'll give them the loud test. Please do, yeah, and um, sure, I'll send them on to you as well if you want to have a listen. Sure, do man, absolutely. Now, listen, what I like to do is like to end uh, each podcast with a quick fire round. Okay, so it's the same seven questions, generally in the same order, and just think whatever comes out of your mind. Oh God, free association. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just don't think and just just. Let it out. Number one, what's uh, the one song that you have on repeat at the moment? Uh, to the Test by Elaine Howley. To the Test by Elaine Howley. Very good. Okay, nice one. Uh, what has been your favourite venue or country to perform in so far and why? Oh, God. Um, that's hard. Um, I'm actually going to say I played down in Collins and Cork years ago and I loved those gigs. Collins and Cork? We would say Cocklands up here now, but they say Collins down there. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I love, I love Cork. Yeah, I think Cork is smashing. Like, I just love the vibe down there. Cork so. is absolutely great, yeah. isn't it? I, yeah. need to, I, need to get a, I need to get a Corkonian on the podcast, 100%. 
Oh, do it, yeah, sure. There's a, yeah. there's a few of them. Just book a load of them. Uh, what's the one non-music related item you couldn't be on the road without? Um, ooh. I say, I'm going to say my, my film camera. I got, got like a Pentax Spotmatic I bought like Deadly. 10 years ago. I'm not an, a, like an aficionado. I'm only kind of starting to get into it properly again, but I do tend to bring it. Every time I've gone away, I've brought it. And um, I may or may not take photos, but it always comes with me anyway. It's better to be looking at it than looking for it. That's why I would say about everything. Like it's, it's if it's there, happy days. And if you don't use it, sure look. Yeah. Uh, next, oh, number four is what's one piece of advice you'd give to any musician? If it was like me ten years ago, I'd say like just to get get out there and get get about it. Like go to go to more gigs. Like support people. Buy, buy the records, like, just love it. Go all in and put your stuff out there. Just do it. Don't don't worry. Stop trying to be perfect. That is absolutely amazing. I love that. That's so spot on as well, man. Love it. Yeah, It's not it's not like original. I mean, I've read it in many books, but it's hard, it's hard to actually go and live it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's true, though. Like, you have to just do it. And that's yeah. it. Like, just go do it. You do. If you could collaborate with any artist living or dead, who would it be and why? Um. Oh, I'm actually. I was actually asked about this like by a mate. We were having a few points last summer, and I'm gonna be a complete fanboy and just say Kevin Parker from Time and Palo. Deadly. Yeah, I I just lo- love. I think all of the records are great. I saw saw him last summer at EP as well, or last September. And I'm oh yeah, little boy. You know, we had a we have one of those. We're one of those people at the festivals with the totem that you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in the air. So yeah, that was me. Uh, going to um actually all, all the new songs are great as well but uh yeah tame i'd say kevin parker yeah that's happened. unreal man deadly that's a great show um okay so can you share an exclusive or a surprise with our listeners we've already ruled that one out for now but we'll check back in with the show to, uh a little bit later on and we'll get an exclusive of you then isn't that right yeah for sure Kev. absolutely deadly okay and do you listen to any podcasts what's your favorite podcast Oh, well, it's got to be... Beyond the Barrier, is that what you said? I think you said Beyond yeah, the Barrier. It was Beyond the Barrier, that's, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I heard. No, um, honestly, though, no, fair play um, for starting it up and everything. Like, it's it's really cool to be, like, just supporting Irish music in this way. And, like, podcasts are such a great medium at the moment. And, I like, love them. Yeah. Like in my car, I get into the car and like it's either music or a podcast. I don't I very rarely listen to the radio. I know that's not great either, but the radio it's it doesn't give you a true reflection of what's going on out there either anymore, you know. Like you can put no. the radio on and you get the same five songs. There's a lot of that. Like I was listening to a podcast recently and somebody made the same remark. I mean, there's a lot of really good evening radio and yes. I know there's more kind of niche like Dublin Digital Radio and all starting up now, starting to kind of come onto my radar. I actually I saw an interview with Neil Young a little while ago and he said, um, I think radio's gonna come back. You know, sorry, that was a terrible Neil Young impression. It was anyway, alright. It wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done it an octave up, but um yeah, like I think there's a space for that. Maybe podcasts are bringing us back that direction. So, yeah. Oh, um, thanks so much for having me, uh, Kevin. I'm really happy to be part of the dialogue or space in a, in a very small way. And um, I, I think it's great. I really enjoyed the chat. No, listen, Gavin, it's honestly, it's been really, really enjoyable. I'm sure the listeners will love it as well. And that's what I look for in a podcast. So I'm hoping that's what other people look for in a podcast. But listen, listeners, as soon as you're finished listening to this chat, I want you to go straight over to your streaming places, whatever you use, 
and go look up Never Enough EP and listen to the whole thing really loudly in your car and report back to myself and the show that on it's the show the music on Spotify or on uh, Instagram, isn't it? So they can all, all the things, yeah. It's all the show the music. I managed to sneak that one anyway. Couldn't get the show that <laughs> before actually before we go, where did the name come from? Um it's actually like a really like innocent story to be honest. I used to make music as Gavin McDermott, never really kind of went anywhere with it, but uh when I started making tunes on a laptop, they were a little bit more electronic leaning and good friend of mine called Darren Nolan said maybe you should stick another name on them just so they're it's different because it sounds different and yeah. I sat around the kitchen table with my stepdad and my mother and we were going through like the we found lists of random words <laughs> and there was a composite word that was like some variation of the Shoda and it was Das Yoda and then it just became it, it was kind of like just something you know when you feel a word around your mouth and you just yeah. it's like um it just feels a certain way and then I thought okay that doesn't mean like that has it's an entirely blank canvas so with that and um yeah it kind of stuck like i think prefab sprout is actually as it turns out i found out later on that same thing doesn't mean anything it was like a misheard word no way yeah i think there's a word for that like it's called a mond green um which is like a french word but it's like you know golden brown that song um stranglers yeah no nobody knows um the fort line with my mind with my mind she with runs with my mind she runs yeah, yeah. yeah nobody really knows what it is though yeah. that's called a mondegreen so maybe the show is a bit like that as well well it's really catchy i really like it and it definitely right. suits your sound so i think it's i'm glad that it's found its way to to match you and match the sound um but listen gav honestly this has been great i hope the listeners have enjoyed it if you do please feel free to subscribe and like and all of that kind of stuff but do check out gav i'll leave all the description and the links to the music and everything else in the show notes and gav until next time my friend i'd love to get you back on again by the way so we'll definitely yes, keep sure. in touch um yeah. until next time thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure everybody take care see you later yeah, you. Get down off that buddy on you.